Are you a sneakerhead? Yeah, boy! A baller? Ballin'. Want to know about the hottest brands you can lace up and run with? Well, get ready, because we got all the details right here. Nice take by James. Oh, he stops! LeBron James puts it down in the face of James Johnson. Kevin Durant way outside. Delivers! Kevin Durant from downtown. It's a six-point game. And it goes off to Kobe. Good to ride Kobe underneath. Puts his nose on the line again. Makes the basket. He's fouled. Oh, what a play. And Kobe, after he was fouled, after the ball nestled in the net, he waved to a cameraman down in front. Says, take my picture, baby. Sixers running the break. Iverson accelerating to the jam. It's kicks and bricks where we got game on the streets, and on the court. Money's gotta be the shoes. Shoes, shoes, shoes. shoes. You sure it's not the shoes? I'm sure, Mars. Money's gotta be the shoes. And here's your host, Jamel Cutler. What up, what up? Joining us today is a giant and in sports media, we have Joy Taylor from The Herd on FS1. What's up, Joy? How you doing? I'm doing good. Thanks for having me. All right, man. Don't, no doubt, man. The playoffs are here. And, like, I can't help but to tout the the success of the playing tournament. You know, at first I was apprehensive about it. But now we're getting captiv- captivating games down the stretch. Like, what do you think about the playing games so far? I like the playing tournament, actually. I like any sporting event that really matters so I know there's like some resistance to it because it's kind of you know it's a little collegey it doesn't feel uh like professional basketball to have a one and done situation or two and done situation to get into the playoffs and I know obviously LeBron did not want to deal with (laughs) the anxiety of possibly missing the quote-unquote playoffs since everyone keeps saying this is not the playoffs it is the playoffs it's the postseason but whatever uh, that doesn't really matter. It, the, the bottom line is it's the postseason. So I'm glad it turned out the way that it did. And we were guaranteed to have the Lakers in the actual playoffs because nobody wanted to watch this playoff run without the Lakers. And even if you hate the Lakers, like you want to see, if you want to see LeBron go down, you don't want to see him go down in the play-in tournament. So overall, I think it's been a success. I'm here for it. I don't know what everyone's so upset about. Um, it was the game last night to me was, uh, everything it was billed to be. I mean, Steph Curry, best player on the court. And, you know, you got LeBron James out there, you know, hitting the game winner. So I, I loved it. I don't know how long it's going to last. I don't know if they're going to keep doing this into next year when things, you know, start to really get all the way back to normal. But I thought it was fun this year. You know, I think they should keep it for next year. I mean, it's it's not that bad. And it's better than watching teams, you know, set out their whole team at the end of the season. Yeah, it makes it opens it up to more fan bases to be competitive down the stretch when in an already very long kind of tedious regular season, even this year with a condensed season, it's still there's just so many games and, you know, to have teams playing for their quote unquote playoff life in the last three weeks of the season is fun. Like it's, it's, it, it adds urgency, which in our world and our society where everything is microwavable and you need it now and you can get it now and deliverable. And like, it, it's nice to have something that you have to watch and, and prolong that earlier than the actual playoffs. So I think overall it was good for, for the season. 
you know, um, one of the playing games that took me by surprise was the Spurs in Memphis. Like, it's hard for me to see a coach pop team like get to um to get sent home this early. Yeah, it's only the second time in Spurs history they've had back-to-back seasons where they didn't make the playoffs. It's kind of strange. It's weird to see the playoffs without the Spurs. It's weird to see kind of what the Spurs are becoming. But they're they're not a really modern team. Like they they're, they're not a three-point shooting team. They don't have a lot of finesse to them. They don't have a consistent star mm-hmm. either. So, you know, it's the ultimate test of does the system work? And overall, I think it does work. It's, you know, the Patriots are similar to this with Belichick. And we saw it this year that without the star, you know, you can, you can be okay, but the star is really the engine that makes the system go like that makes the engine go or makes the the vehicle go. And I think that's what you're seeing with the Spurs. Obviously, I don't think it takes away anything from, from Popovich's legacy, but it will be interesting to see how the end of his coaching career goes if they don't find a way to evolve a little bit or add another star to their squad. You know, and I think that this is it for Pop, man. Like, it's hard for me to see him. You know, last year they didn't they didn't have a winning record. This year they won 33 games. Like, three years in a row, if, if they have a, a losing season next year, it's going to be hard for me to um, see him you know, still coaching. And it's not like he's getting younger. Yeah. I don't know. I think, I think pop's going to want to leave on a higher note than the last two seasons. I mean, in all fairness as well, uh, everyone did not navigate last year's season perfectly. It was a really crazy year. And this year's another condensed season. I mean, I, I, most of the teams that are good are where they're supposed to be good. And in the playoffs, so it, I guess it's all things equal, but, you know, maybe that had something to do with it, kind of the chaos of the, the season and all the protocols and stuff. You know, everybody hasn't been able to adjust to what's been going on as perfectly. And I'm not building an excuse. I mean, Popovich probably wouldn't <laughs> want to hear that, but I, I could see him wanting to leave on a higher note than they are right now. You know, and um, like this year's um, playing, it added like a new dimension to the Curry and LeBron James rivalry. Like, do you think that 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 their rivalry is like one of the best in NBA history or like in modern history? I mean, we've seen some amazing battles between the two of them. And that game last night was a good example of that. What the two of them bring out of each other in postseason play. Yeah, I mean, I think when both of their careers are over, we're going to look back at some of those matchups and really appreciate them at a higher level. I mean, that was just fun last night. Everybody is down in the Warriors. Steph's having an incredible MVP level season. Um, you know, being ahead that first half, you know, we don't really ever talk about first halves when we're talking about games and talk about the end of the game and down the stretch and game winners, but that, that first half was incredible. I mean, they, Anthony Davis and LeBron were barely out there. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I definitely I don't know that they have a rivalry because now it's kind of it's kind of softening up like LeBron's kind of, you know, he's speaking very glowingly of Steph Curry these days. He might be doing a little recruiting. So I don't know that it's necessarily a, I would describe it as a rivalry and so much as it's just uh, two superstars in their prime having incredible battles. 
You know, and now the Lakers, I think they're the seventh seed now. I mean, like Chris Paul, he just can't catch a break, man. Like they're like the Suns, they're going home in the um, first round. And I kind of feel bad for them now, for Chris Paul. Yeah, that's a tough, that's a tough draw getting the Lakers. <laughs> Feeling good about themselves too, um, off that win. Going, I've, I mean, LeBron's never lost a first round series. He's not going to lose to the to the Suns. And I don't think that that's a knock on the Suns. I've had an incredible season. Chris Paul's the MVP to me. Mm-hmm. And I love what Monty Williams, who just won the Coaches Association Coach of the Year Award, what he's done there has been remarkable. So I love what the Suns have done. And I think they're going to keep growing on it, keep building on it. But Chris Paul is a big part of that. I mean, you just look mm-hmm. at the amount of wins that they have increased. And now they're, they're second in the West. You know, you can't you can't deny that. But yeah, I'm with you. They they as they're just too young. Chris Paul obviously adds another dimension, but he's not going to go out there and give you 40 every night. So I don't, I don't know. I think it will be a better series than everyone is giving it credit for. I think it will be a good series, but I'm with you. I think the Lakers move on. Yeah, I was kind of hoping for a Lakers Clippers first round, but but the Clippers, you know, I don't know. I think we're going to see yeah. the Clippers uh, Clippers Lakers in the Western Conference Finals. Oh wow, you really think so? Yeah, that's I really what, that's, think that's what I got going right now. That's that, that's know, that, that's my pick. My pick is Clippers Lakers Western Conference Finals. Lakers move on. Um, Nets Sixers. Nets move on. So I have the Nets and the Lakers in the finals. You know, like I really don't see the Clippers like getting out like um the second round like. Like last year, Dallas gave them um, some problems. So like, so like, even um, them being Dallas is not not out. No, the it's question. not not out of the question at all. This particular playoff run for everyone is is really unique. Last year, obviously, it was the bubble, which presented some interesting challenges. And this year, it's the year of parity. Every year fans complain about super teams and it's not fair and, you know, coastal elites and biases. And it's like this year, there is no super team. There is no team that doesn't have a flaw. Um, The Lakers, the Nets have struggled all season long with major injuries to their stars. The Nets have only had the big three play together seven games. Obviously, we know about AD and LeBron. Every single team has a flaw. So this is this playoff picture is all parody. Like anybody could win the championship this year. And I wouldn't be surprised at all, at all. I mean, the Lakers are a seven seed. That's never happened before, but this is the year that that could happen because it's just a unique situation. We're still, we're still with the NBA dealing with a pandemic affected season. So it's not the bubble, but there's still a lot going on from COVID that's affected the season and affected how this has all been set up. And I think the injuries have a lot to do with the fact that there was a very shortened off season and condensed season. So it's, it's going to be interesting. I'm with you. There's no guarantee that the Clippers are going to beat the Mavs, um, but I'm just going off of talent and experience. And that's why I'm picking the Clippers in that spot, but they're not a good, the end of game team. They're not a good clutch team at all. And I think that, I think that's why they'll lose in the biggest games, but if they don't make it past the second round, they're blowing it all up anyway. So. You know, and you mentioned like upsets and stuff. Like, I really think like Denver can go like all the way this year because I think this year is like their best year because like Golden State they're gonna retool and 
in the offseason. And like, you never know who LeBron is going to recruit back to LA. So like, I think this year, if Denver, if they want to win it, this is the year. I just, I don't know. I think when Jamal Murray went down that the Nuggets chances kind of went out the window. Um, unfortunately, he's just too, too much of a, a score or too big of a role on that team. I mean, obviously there's still a great team without him, but in the, in the playoffs and those clutch moments in game six and game seven, you need your superstars and them losing him was tragic. Cause I, before that, I would have said I would have picked Denver for sure, but I think that was too big, too big of a loss for them. You know, I think Jokic might show up in like in the final seconds of a, of a playoff game. You know, I mean, somebody has to. Jokic is incredible, but it's just when you get into those moments deep in the playoffs, I mean, I could see them going to the, to the Western Conference Finals. I'm not saying that. I just don't, I can't see them in the finals and can't see them winning a championship without him. He's just, he's too much to lose. You know, and like going out East, there's a lot of intriguing matchups, you know, out East too. You got Boston and Brooklyn, you know, on paper, Brooklyn should sweep them, but you know, their defense is questionable and, you know, Boston might be able to sneak in a game or two. Yeah. I don't, I wouldn't be surprised. I, I think the sweep thing is overrated. Like, I mean, you got to really fall apart to get swept in a series. And, you know, I, don't, I think even a 4-1 uh, gentleman sweep, for the most part, unless you are a team that's really favored, um, that's not, there's no shame in that. Like, I don't, the idea that everybody's supposed to sweep everybody, like the Nets are supposed to sweep the Celtics. Like, the, the Nets could still lose two games to the Celtics and move on. There, where we want seven games out of each of these series. Like, I don't know why people root for, for sweeps. I mean, I'm rooting for a sweep against uh, the Bucks because I, I want the Heat to win. But, you know, overall, I want to see seven games in every single one of these series. I want more basketball. I want it to be competitive. I want it to be, you know, anxiety and, and battles, you know. So I'm not rooting for, for sweeps at all. And I wouldn't be surprised if the Celtics took a game or two. I don't think they're going to beat the Nets. They don't have enough to beat the Nets, especially with oh, the no. Jalen no Brown way. injury. But I wouldn't be surprised if they took a game or two against the Nets, especially because, you know, once they get everybody healthy, they're going to be trying to, they're going to have to try some different things once they get everybody out there. So uh, it could be a little clunky at first, but I, I wouldn't be surprised. But the Celtics, Celtics to me, man, I don't understand the Celtics at all, to be honest with you. I mean, that was, that was an incredible game the other night, but an incredible performance but uh, that you got to do that for seven games. And that's, that's too much. I mean, I'm sorry for, for uh, four games and that's too much. And that was against the wizards. I mean, like the wizards in Brooklyn, come on. Yeah. I mean, it's not comparable. I mean, <laughs> they're, 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 they're maybe the greatest offensive team that's ever been constructed. I understand the defense mm -hmm. isn't there, but you still got to score 130 points. How are you going to do that? <laughs> you know, like your defense could be, could be good. Your defense could be good, but they, they're still, even if you lock down two of them, there's still two or three other guys that can put up, you know, 20, 30, 40 points. So I just, I don't see it in not against the Celtics. The Sixers could give them some real problems. You know, um, I'm kind of looking forward to Miami and, and Milwaukee, like, just like you, I want to see Miami win, but that's for my own selfish reasons. So Giannis can um, demand a trade. Ah, uh, I, I don't think that's Giannis's. Uh, that's not really his his speed. I think he's staying there. I mean, you know, last year they um didn't 
perform well in the playoffs. And like this year again, maybe we'll see. Eventually we'll that's see. gonna they're, start they're better me. this year. They're better this year than they were last year. Drew Holiday is a huge addition for them. Uh, it's a tough first round matchup with the Heat. And their owner was was talking a little bit about how they're he's excited to be matched up with the Heat. Which I, I wouldn't have done. I don't I, one team you don't want to give bulletin board material to is the Miami Heat, especially since you gave them a nice uh they gave him a nice gentleman sweep last year. So I'm with you. I think things could get really interesting in Milwaukee if they do lose or they lose the heat. It's a disaster. I mean, you can't, you can't, you know, and I love the heat, but Giannis and the Bucks should beat the heat in the first round. Like that's, that's what should on paper happen. And the way that the last three, there's the last three exits, you know, losing in the first round, losing in the Eastern conference finals. And then gentlemen sweep last year to the heat. If they lose to the heat again, with a two-time MVP, Chris Middleton, Andrew Holiday, there's something, I mean, something's going on there. So I'm obviously rooting for the Heat. I picked the Heat to win. Things will get very interesting in Milwaukee if they don't move past the Heat. You know, and um, the one thing I'm going to look for in that series to see if Giannis is going to guard, you know, Jimmy Butler down down the stretch because that's one thing he didn't do last um, last playoffs. And, like, this whole season, like, he really guards the other team's best best player like down the stretch yeah I mean Giannis is gonna have to step up he's the star he's a superstar and he's he's committed to that organization and to being the face of that organization for the next 10 years or whatever he's saying he's gonna stay there forever I don't know I think he's built like that to stay there no matter what but you know, things change when you lose. I'm with you though. I think he has, he's interestingly though, he doesn't have the pressure on him this year that he did the last two years. This year, we haven't talked about the Bucks a lot. We haven't really said like, oh, Giannis needs to win this, or, you know, he's going to be the face of the league if this, that, or whatever. There's not really been that talk. So they're coming in kind of quiet, but it will get loud if they do get bounced in the first round. You know, and the last series we have to talk about is Hawks the Hawks and then they and they're going up against America's team like the Knicks <laughs> like um like this series can go either way but um I really hope that the Knicks you know beats them in like five or six yeah I don't know you know the Hawks I, I believe are favored in this series yeah yeah I saw that um I love the Knicks I love the Knicks being good um I'm rooting for the Knicks I'm happy for Knicks fans and for New York city. I just think the NBA is better when cert- certain teams are good. Like the, the NBA is better when the Celtics are good. The NBA is better when the Lakers are good. Like they're better when the Knicks are good. It's just facts. That's just too big of a city with too big of a fan base to constantly be out of the playoffs. So I'm glad that they had the season. They did. I think Thibodeau did an incredible job. I hope they make it past the second round. I mean, I feel like it's a pretty even matchup with the Hawks, they're pretty, you know, they, they do have limitations. The Knicks do like they play a certain way. They have to win a certain way. They're very physical, but they're also a pretty balanced team. So if you come out, you come out and you have a bad night, they're able to take advantage of that. So Julius Randall's having an incredible year. Um, I, I'm, I personally am rooting for the Knicks in this series. I'm sorry, Atlanta. I love y'all, but I got, I got I got to have the Knicks in the second round, you know, and I think that they can go to the, um, conference finals like don't shoot me but but yeah i mean 
I don't know. That's. I mean, like if they play Philly, like Ben Simmons, he's not really a scorer, so they really, so they really don't have to focus on him. I think Only... that the Sixers are are more talented offensively overall, though. Than yeah, and they and they've been playing at that level for a longer amount of time. So I would I would pick the Sixers in that series, but I just want to see them and I want to see more basketball from the Knicks. Hey Amen. And like Doc Rivers, like it's not like he has the best coaching um record when it comes to big games too. So I mean, like it, yeah, like, but any, he's you know he's won a championship. Possible. He's good with stars, and I think you know it comes down to who he's going up against. And you know when in seven game series generally unless it's like the finals go in seven games, the better team with more talent is generally going to win. Like that's, that's usually how it goes. Unless there's some catastrophic injury throughout the series um, or something drastic happens. But for the most part, that's, that's how it's going to go. So I just, I got to lean to the Sixers in that spot. So who's your finals pick again? Like, cause my final pick, like I have Denver and Brooklyn and I have um, Denver and six. Whoa. Yep, I'm, and you got them taking I'm down the Nets and six. In. Yep, I like it. It's like that's an aggressive pick. Um, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm going with the, I'm going with the super teams. I'm going with the Nets and the Lakers. I think they just both got too much talent. Um, and actually, I have the Nets. I have the Nets winning. Um, because I just I don't trust AD anymore. Like he's just been injured so much this season. I know what LeBron can do in the playoffs, but LeBron can't carry that Lakers team if Kyrie Harden and Katie are out there swinging. So um, that's my, that's my pick. We'll see. I might change it once we get to the actual finals, if they're in there, we'll see how it goes. But uh, I'm, I'm, I had the nets at the beginning of the season and I'm, I'm going to stick with it. I'm going to stick beside them. You know, before I let you go, like I would be remiss if I didn't mention the, the Kwame Brown stuff. Like to me, he's, um, most improved player and comeback player of the year. <laughs> um, yeah, Kwame, Kwame's letting everybody have it. Listen, I I have no problem with what he's doing. I don't have a problem with it. I have no problem with it at all. We all do a lot of talking. I mean, I talk for mm-hmm. a living. And I mean, I don't I don't know Kwame personally, but he feels like he had something he needed to say and say it. Everybody says what they want to say all the time. I don't see why it should be an issue with him, you know, defending himself and saying what he needs to say. You know, and people can call him a bust like like all they want, but he played in the NBA for 12 years and he made more money than, you know, all his critics. So to me, that's not a bust. I don't I don't know what really defines a bust. Like if you play any professional league in any professional league for 12 years, what creates a bust is expectations, right? Uh That not what your career, you can't say somebody who had a 12 year career is a bust because if they were drafted in the second round, you wouldn't say that if they were drafted later in the first round, you wouldn't say that. So the expectations are the only thing that created that narrative to begin with. So I don't look at it that way. I think a lot of people, they they push their projections and expectations on other people when they and you don't live up to what they expect of you, then you get a label. And I I get his frustration and I, I I mean he can say whatever he feels like he needs to say. Like you're pretty petty yourself. Like 
if you can give him some advice, like would you tell him to put down his phone or, you know, or keep it going? I I am a very petty person. So no, I would not. <laughs> I would not. If I felt compelled to do whatever, say whatever, um, then, then whoever I got to say it to is going to hear it as well. I mean, you know, I think in our business, it's what's happening with that situation is interesting because in our business, I personally, and maybe this is because my brother played professionally and it's just kind of the way that I'm built. I assume that anything that I say about anyone is going to be heard by that person. And I may run into that person. That's just how Mm -hmm. I live my life. Like I'm a face-to-face kind of individual. Like I don't, that's how I operate. Like maybe they won't hear it, but maybe they will. So I am, I am aware of how I say things about people, what I say, the intention behind what I say. And I really like to operate in a space of facts and information that I know. That's why I don't report stuff because I'm not a reporter. So I know things, I know lots of things, but I don't share them because that's not my job. That's Adam Schefter's job and Woj's job and Shams's job, you know, like Shams's job. That's, that's not my job. My job is to give my opinion. So I give my opinion based off of information that I know and information that I research. So, you know, that being said, that's really how I choose to operate because, and I have said, I have been critical of people and then seen those people, you know? So whether they, they, whether they heard my criticisms of them or not, if they asked me, then I would say like this, this is what I said and this is why, but I'm conscious of how I say it because there that's real life. Like that's the, that's the world that we live in. (laughs) Like that could happen. So, um, you know, I think, I think Kwame has a right to say whatever he feels like he needs to say. You know, my favorite thing on Twitter, you know, is watching you slapping these dudes all the way back to, um, to Trollville. Like, <laughs> like what is your DMs and your mentions looking like right now? Um, yeah, I mean, the nope. DMs, I don't really, the DMs aren't open. So I don't, I don't really like check them for anything other than violence uh, these days. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, that's so, so to your point about that, the reason why probably I am the way that I am with trolls is because these people would never say this to my face ever, not ever, not ever. They would rather slap their mama twice backhanded than say <laughs> one word of what they say to me or to anyone else on social media for that matter social media has Mm -hmm. given people this feeling this bubble of anonymity that makes them feel powerful like they can hide and say all the stuff that they wish they could say to your face but they don't really have guts like that and i mean think about the mentality like think about who you have to be to make a fake account to talk trash to somebody who you don't know, or is just like overall more successful than you. That's weird. Like, that's a weird thing to do. I can't imagine spending time in my day doing that. I'd rather nap. So I, that's kind of why I, a lot of people deal, everyone who's a public figure deals with trolls, obviously. And to me, like, that's why it doesn't really bother me. And it's why it's so easy to like, to your point, send them back to Trollville because they would never say this to my face. Like they don't, they don't mean it. 
they're probably really just big fans of the show and they're mad I didn't respond to something else or they're just, you know, they hate their life or they're just, you know, pathetic, whatever it is. Um, it's not difficult to not be upset about it because like, wh- why would I value the, the opinion of, of someone that has time to go make a fake account? You know what I mean? Like that's not some, that's not a space where you should spend your energy. You know, and, um, you know, like, I want to thank you for joining us today. Like, I really looking forward to seeing you on the herd and, um, and your own podcast, the Maybe I'm Crazy podcast. Do you have any like upcoming projects or anything that you want to um, plug or talk about? Not at the moment. You can just check me and call out on the herd noon to three weekdays on FS1 and subscribe to the podcast. Maybe I'm crazy podcast. We have Marcus Thompson okay. of the athletic on this week and we'll have a bunch of NBA guests coming up to uh, discuss the NBA playoffs, which I'm looking forward to.